0: Okay, and welcome to the JRE review, the Joe Rogan Experience review podcast nine. It's week twenty nine through the year, so yeah, we're got way over halfway through this year. This year is flying. Joined today by Dave. Hi. What's up, Dave? Good to be back. Thanks for coming over. Um, we're. I just want to say real quick, thank you to. Anyone that takes the time to listen, because we've had in just over a month, over a thousand downloads from like 33 different countries. Somebody's downloading from Cameroon, um, (laughs) South Africa. I mean, you you just name it. It's all over. So thank you for downloading. As long as you're listening, I'm going to keep making them. And
1: And I'll keep coming over.
0: Keep coming over, Dave. (laughs) You're invited. Keep coming over. I should have got some beers in. I didn't. We'll get some beers It's all
1: right. We have to be responsible today. That's
0: it. That's it. Uh, and also, um, you know, as this kind of grows in its own right, I obviously want to do a better job with putting these things together. And I'm very new to this and it's all kind of like, you know, just me learning and figuring it out as I go. And, uh, with a little bit of momentum, I've gone ahead and, uh, downloaded some podcasting recording stuff. So the next couple of these, I'm going to be playing with different sound levels while I figure this out. So I have a bit of patience. I'm going to try not to make it sound too much like shit but it's certainly better than just throwing my phone down
1: and sure you can like it's better this way yeah because you can actually edit it but you want it to keep this conversation flowing uh, and you can always edit things out if you want to but uh, you shouldn't need to yeah
0: yeah so so that's it i gotta figure it out and whether i put a jingle on or not who knows we're we're gonna see if that happens okay a little bit of pressure and i'll probably end up doing it uh so last week on rogan um a good week he had comedy heavy week, which I like right yeah. of course I'm gonna love the comedians that come on oh well, that's kind of stuff is gonna happen too huh yeah, I guess so um uh, but i'm gonna love you know I love it when he has the comedians on he had Candice Thompson on for eleven forty two now candace is she's a comedian at the comedy store okay she's a regular up there
1: that name sounds familiar.
0: Yeah, she I'm not super familiar with her work. I think I have seen her perform up there though before. She's she's very funny. She has like she has a very like sassy attitude yeah. to to how she throws her comedy down, but you know she's tough. Yeah. Right? She knows how to give it back like you can't you can't throw her off her game. Mm-hmm. And she's she's uh she's really flying now too. She's been doing stand up for about ten years. And um And just an interesting person, and she was talking about, you know, some of the weird things in her life that have kind of, like, set her in motion, and, you know, again, if you're a comic, and you want to do stand-up, you probably had somewhat of a fucked-up childhood. Let's be (laughs) fair. I mean, look, (laughs) everyone to some degree has it anyway, but the comedians especially. I don't think anyone grows up like, yes, my parents loved me a lot, and everything's normal I became a stand-up. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. She talks about, uh, this one time when, uh, I think she had just moved to LA yeah, and, uh, she lived on the first floor and she was having issues with a peeping Tom, right? Okay. Which is weird enough, but you'd think a regular woman would just be afraid of this, immediately call the police and that'd be the end of it. Right. But Candace thought it was quite funny to like sit and listen to this person and was like in some way, like trying to get material from it. So it was on, she was on the first floor. She had a window open and she sat there just listening to this guy, like whispering things through the window. And yeah. What was he saying? I think she's like very sexual things, you know, like creepy sexual things. But it, this was also getting into the fact. So <laughs> Candice is single. She's not with anybody at the moment and has a real hard time dating. Was talking to Joe about it and was just like, you know, how do I find a good man, all these things. Well, think, her experiences in a lot of ways are like peeping Tom's through the windows. I mean, how the fuck women put up with men at all yeah. is truly astounding. Of course. I mean, we hear each other talk, and it's kind of funny, but they're thinking, I have to have children with this person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he has to feed my family. They're immediately assessing you for is this person capable of- <laughs> <laughs> to some Having degree, right? To some degree, yeah. that's got to
0: be happening. So this poor lady is is like, you know what? I'm just going to be single.
1: I think. Well, I just Please. looked at pictures of her while we were talking, and and she's quite attractive, she's cutie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Candice well, is a cutie for sure. She, she was super interesting. Yeah, in I don't think I've seen her stand up yet. Mm. So I'll have to look it up.
0: Yeah, I need to. Uh, I need to get up there and watch her more. But I really liked what she had to say. It seemed she was a super cool person too. Yeah. It's real, real nice. She did talk about wanting to get a male sex bot, which I thought was very progressive.
1: I mean, why not? Why not?
0: You know guys want
1: them. Sure. I mean... There's probably already desi- there's already men working on that there, for guys. There
0: has to be, right? You know.
1: The, I mean, I... I why not uh, the opposite? Yeah. I
0: feel like what the world is missing right now is is the Elon Musk of sex robots.
1: Well, it's like... Yeah, or just like the pool boy.
0: Yeah. You know, like,
1: come on. There's a, there, I feel like women have the pool boy fantasy, uh-huh. right? Is, is that like a cliche? Cool boy robot? Is, it, is that a cliche? Like, mm. That's something that could actually happen in the future with automation.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Think could, about that. Like, we just need a billionaire to really put some energy in. it. Musk. They're like trying to fire all these rockets into space. And I'm like, is that really going to solve the world's problems? <laughs> or maybe we just invent really good sex bots. And then all of a sudden everyone's like fulfilled.
1: Right. Done. Everybody's walking around satisfied all yeah. along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, this is just great.
0: What have you been yeah. up to today? You know, just being satisfied. Yeah. Just being why, just...
1: why are you in such a good mood today? Mm. Yeah. yeah, zero arguments. You Meet somebody? Uh-huh. I, I, you could say that. It's all controlled from your <laughs> Apple Watch.
0: Just Ugh. push a button and it oh, no. folds up into the cupboard.
1: I think women would
0: like that just as much as men. Maybe more. Maybe we'd instantly get replaced as soon as they talk to one male sex bot. They're like, we don't need them at all.
1: Well, I mean, they're they're, they're you know, uh, just basics. Vibrators are more, uh, you know, for for women. That's, Probably that's, interesting that's, to talk to. Well, no, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, for for some, yeah, maybe so, maybe so in some cases. Um, but you know, women have those. There's not a lot of men that have the other, the opposite of that. I forget what it's called. The, you know, oh, Flashlight? Yeah, right. yeah. I don't think yeah. a lot of men actually do that.
0: Do you know, that was one of Joe Rogan's first sponsors. Really? I think it was his first sponsor, <laughs> Flashlight. So, that, so maybe I'm no, wrong. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> that's actually my biggest ambition, is to get them to be my first sponsor Your first as well. Sponsor, yeah. Right? I, think it's, I think it's the only thing that is right. Yeah. And then... Every guest gets to have one.
1: Just to, okay. Yeah,
0: so you'll get you'll have would, like seven by the end of the year. You know? You're like, I need to stop going on that podcast.
1: Dreams do come true, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's just like there's too many flesh lids.
0: Well, but now who but, knows what they have? I mean, you know, it's 2018. They probably come a long way from when they first started sponsoring. Is yeah. They might have flesh suits.
1: Yeah, I just feel like flesh the, pants. The idea of of uh, that, like the, some sort of machinery that I'm supposed to, you know, it just seems weird. Really. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't were you supposed to dishwasher it or do like, like, how do
0: you clean that
1: Yeah, that, that's the other thing it's like, I'm like I don't want to do that like, you've got to feel sad I when mean, you're cleaning it I feel weird after I you know masturbate too. right it's like, it's well that's <laughs> you should be proud
0: stand up and yell out the window Sorry. I did it I did it again you shouldn't be ashamed
1: you shouldn't live in shame I'm a big boy it's part of being raised go inside that's what happens when you get raised Catholic you have too much shame <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, You gotta desensitize, reprogram yourself to yeah. enjoy it. I recommend having a laugh soundtrack <laughs> like a laugh track When you finish you just push a button and it just it's just laughing away and you're just like, oh I feel I feel good about this. I did. No shame I Just it's some thing. applause. <laughs> yeah. Just a straight up standing ovation.'re like that always feels good. <sighs> That always just hits the. Thank you. Time to shower. (laughs) Thank you. And right as you go to wipe the tears away with your tissue, you're like, "Oh no, that's too much. (laughs) Shouldn't. Don't use this one." Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, good old
1: masturbation. (laughs) I'm sorry I brought it up.
0: (laughs) No, it's we got to test this mic anyway. We got to bring up all subjects. There's no better way to do it. Well, and we're you know
1: this is not uh, censored here. We're not concerned about the, Oh, it is.
0: I have to edit all of that out. Yeah, 100%. 100%. No, no yeah, this You can't is, do the F-words or anything. This is sponsored by the Catholic Church, <laughs> so they are not going to like any of that.
1: They were actually my first sponsor. Yeah. God bless them. Yeah. <laughs> Catholics first, Fleshlight next. <laughs> well, you know what was it? you got to ease yourself in.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, going back to, to what gets these people into comedy, I mean, the same with Joe. Mm-hmm. Like, w- what was his situation growing up. So Candace had um, like didn't grow up very wealthy, right? So there was the struggle that comes with that, but that's a lot of people. And then uh, Joe actually grew up with a dad, his biological father was quite violent, but left young, Mm -hmm. like when Joe was like five or something. So then Joe had a different dad, a stepdad, that was more chill, he was a hippie, you know, smoked weed and he was probably like the balance between Joe's violence and, right. you know, maybe seeing the funny in things, the, the, the what degree makes people funny, or right. or just asking those questions, right? Like, what the fuck is all this shit going on? So mm-hmm. let's make some jokes out of it. Let's push for that. And uh, and went and, into
1: stand-up? Originally? Yeah, went into,
0: he went into stand-up young, 21 yeah. years old. Yeah. It was just a few months after his birthday, wow. and uh, and knew he needed to do it, and just hit it, and went for it. And obviously he talks about how terrible his initial sets were, like every human being.
1: But but that's what led to news radio.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah real fairly quickly. I think he was only like four years in, and he got that show, which is like twenty five.
1: Incredible! It actually made the show quite a bit. Yeah, like, I really more f- interesting.
0: I think that he, you know, how like Joey was in Friends, like, mm-hmm. like, like what Joe you, Rogan kind of was that
1: for like, news what you, radio what in, in a sense, in Coach and Cheers, you know, like the the, the dumb guy. Yeah, yeah, but. But like the, you know, the dumb guy, it's obviously not so dumb, you know. It's like, right. It's, it's but like,
0: then in the, in the, well, sometimes it takes like a smart person to play a dumb person. Woody Harrelson. And, yeah. And Cheers. Uh-huh. Same, same thing. Like, yeah. And they're, they're like kind guy. of cute too. Yeah. There's like a cuteness yeah. to them and so they're good. silly. And, and I thought, I thought Joe was, was excellent. But, but better than Joey, in my opinion. Or
1: Lowell in, uh, uh, what's the, Wings. Remember that show, Wings? Uh-uh. Yeah. About the airport. Oh no, I never saw yeah, that. Lowell would be the same thing. Right? Oh, okay, what's yeah. His name? The guy from uh...
0: it's an important character. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and it was great experience. I mean, the people that Joe had on that podcast. Yeah. I mean, sorry, on that <laughs> news radio. Yeah, Incredible. phenomenal.
1: The guy that played the boss was one of my favorite characters too. Um, I forget his name too. He was he's done tons of stuff.
0: Yeah, Canadian guy, right? Yeah. He did Kids in the Hall. Yeah. back in
1: the day. Well, no, no, he's the that's that's David. What's his name? Yeah, yeah that's Dave. Um, that's the guy from Kids in the Hall. But the boss, boss, the guy that comes in every once in a while and starts bossing. And he's like, you know,
0: I don't, I don't remember that show too. Too. Well. I was a big fan of these Okay, movies, so yeah, that's probably why yeah. it was. It was when I was still living in England that they showed. But I've seen repeats yeah. and different bits. But it was good. Yeah. And Phil Hartman, of course, oh, being right. able to be on a show with him and learn from him, it's just like. You know That's this huge. is why it's so important that these comedians stick together why Joe has people like Candice on his podcast yeah. if he likes them you know you've got to you've got to immerse yourself in that uh, quote unquote culture like sure. of comedy because yeah. you've got to be around it because it's you have to learn from these great people because there's no real simple a through Z yeah. of comedy you' just got to be around it I guess be in it yeah and not quit and then Get the opportunity to work with great people, which obviously Joe got to do, which was, you know, fantastic. Mm. And uh, and you know they talk about they talk about like the power of the voice and making jokes yeah. and and like how it's almost like Joe describes it as like almost a group hypnosis, you know, in a sense, not group, but like, but. I guess we're just like everybody's hypnotized in a sense. Like you're Uh making them laugh. You're just bringing them on this journey with you. And then they're just going for it. But then they just turn over and say, you know, in some ways that's like the evangelical preachers. Yeah. You know, it's like in a way they're not creating laughter as the end result, but they're creating this like hope and belief. Sure. And then they say, give me your money because i want a jet. And you know it's in a way it's 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 definitely an incredibly powerful tool to have to be a strong powerful speaker but you've got to ask yourself what is your end game like i think right. anyone that's really good at speaking needs to take a minute and stop and say what do i want to do here right. because if if you're not motivated by like love or you know comedy or or just some kind of joy and motivation then you really need to check your check your conversation when it comes to, um,
1: <clears throat>
0: you know, that sort of speaking, hmm. especially if you're asking for money,
1: yeah, right. Well, you know, they those guys have an agenda that's all about religion, and you know, they they, they have their, their religion to fall back on for evangelicals, right? Yeah,
0: but they don't. What's crazy about it is is they, and I don't know like how many of those types of shows you've watched, but we've all we've all kind of seen it, right? It's we've all kind of seen these, feelers. like, yeah, these silly it. They were almost shameless with the way that they asked for money. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, like yeah, they so talk for a second and they'd be like, I'm going to get your checkbooks Yeah, and give me all your money. John Oliver did a bit on those or a whole episode on those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Didn't okay. he start his own? He started his own religion. His yeah. own religion. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, probably raised a ton of money. Didn't he? What did he have people send in? They were just like sending in gifts, not cash, right? Dollars or
1: something. I forget. Yeah. Something.
0: Somebody sent in like a, that giant penis shaped ornament and just God. fucking ridiculous yeah but it, you know you have to you almost have to make a show that points out the absurdity of something like that for anyone to even stop and question it
1: yeah we well, you know as a be as a comedian though you just have to be really funny and keep keep it rolling I imagine, yeah too yeah yeah because because you're right it's that
0: I think I'm going to break all my comedy yeah. up from now on, though, with every 10 minutes, like ask for a donation. Yeah, yeah. Just send a hat round and be like, this works. This is great. Yeah. It's not a religious thing, but please put money in that That'll hat. That'll be your first comedy special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The,
1: the people walking around with baskets. I know this doesn't seem normal and <laughs> you're not at church, but, you know. Yeah. It's like, if you good, think I'm doing a good job right now, it's like a good 10 minute intermission. <laughs> yeah.
0: I wait for a big laugh and then that's when I do it. That's I'm it. like, we got to get it while the energy's hot. W- work your way around yeah. people. I think there's something to that. That's a good, that's a good idea. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, another big thing they were talking about, just like the evangelical thing, cults, right? Uh-huh. Cults. Have you seen, is it called wild country? The documentary no. on Netflix. You heard about. I haven't it? seen, but I heard about that. About it, yeah. like the crazy Oregon thing. I gotta check that shit out. Yeah, I gotta watch that. Too. But um, how yeah. how everyone didn't like how that's not more well known. I just cannot believe it. It is crazy because there it's are like a whole real towns, town, right? Yeah. A whole city that. But I mean, what's funny yeah. about watching it in the beginning of it is there are some normal looking people, in this thing, yeah. and I guess that's always the way with. Um, cults is there's normal people that bring in other normal people and you don't e- you don't even realize you're in like this weird messed up situation until i don't know it's too late or you've been brainwashed or whatever but what would it take for you to get into a cult
1: i mean uh, like I mean, a free
0: tv what kind of things I mean, could uh, they pull you they, in with
1: they that could never i mean i can't i'm not such a loner i don't think i would a d- super hot feel- woman that's yeah. like. I mean, come even that's me, like. That's like you know. I've read mythology. It's like the sirens. I'm not a, no fool. I'm gonna but be would like, you see it if it was happening? I mean, if there were two of them this. and they were like, they're like, come in here. Uh-huh. I'm sure I'd fall for it at first, but then they're <laughs> probably trying to escape the the uh, madness at some point. You know, people getting together and, and doing these kinds of things. I mean, I, don't even, I haven't watched this yet. This organ uh, thing yet on Netflix, but uh, you know the old David Koresh thing back in. Waco, Texas was a great example. Of a yeah. Point. Those guys were.
0: They seem like um, they have similarities. Yeah. Like the boss always fucks all the women. And they They've wanted to be there.
1: Guns. It's not like they were.
0: They yeah, they're not prisoners. No, they want to I be mean, there and, in a way, I guess. Well, it was kind of like the whole Scientology thing, too. Like nobody.
1: <laughs>
0: that seems like difficult it like, to me, too. Yeah, definitely. And, th- and there is some people that I think at some point want to get away. But. Overall, I mean, they just
1: join and that's what they do. Well, I think organized religion is cultish in so many ways, too. I mean, I've got major issues with organized religion. Um, Grown up Catholic, I just, like, this is too many rules and too much. I don't know. It it just seems like, go here every Sunday and you'll be fine. Yeah. Well,
0: (laughs) it's it's almost like, it's almost too, like, almost any large groups. Yeah. When they get to, you even take, like, a corporation. Sure. everyone starts kind of acting weird at the top yeah it's like there's enough power in any area like localized power and it's not just about the money or whatever it's this power and control the people close to it act really weird and they get super protective over it and they will do at times nasty things to hold that power in that it's like power is too addictive yeah to just be like guys I think we're fucking weird and we're, we're we fucked up like nobody walks away from it Nobody just goes, no, you're going to have it. Goodbye. Yeah, really.
1: When they're right in that position. Yeah, they're like, well, we got to kill this goat. <laughs> like, we better. We better do it. That's what they told us. They're like, this is Microsoft, okay. <laughs> no, it's how we do so it. To...
0: We want Windows 11 to be a big hit. Yeah. We have to pour this blood down this, like, <laughs> intricate concrete statue thing that we have. All right, well, I guess if that's the rules, get on do it. I don't know. Yeah, I can't imagine. I've never been one for, like even considering pyramid schemes and other things i can't imagine getting pulled into that no shit i'm definitely dumb enough to I, do it but i'm just too cynical of everything to well, when like, I was fall in, for that yeah I'm when like, i was
1: nah, in, when oh, i was shit. in college they tried to get me on that amway one of the guys that was a graduate student in college when i was you know still an undergrad he's pulled me aside, took me out to launch, and explained this whole amway thing and if you're not familiar with it it's it's like it is a pyramid scheme like you buy all your products you know from these people right and the,
0: stored in your garage and, and, this and person those moldy and you're right, like well no it's it. like it's
1: normal products like your kitchen and your bathroom products right. and all those things especially by this company and you know the person that recruited you is gets higher up on the tier Uh uh-huh. and it's like okay
0: yeah it's like there's no re- like you just bought you just forced customers to buy things. Yeah. I'm it's like, like, that's I, what it was. You could
1: just go to CVS or Walgreens, or uh-huh. whatever you got. And now <laughs> no one's calling
0: you every Tuesday and being like, do you need more toothpaste? <laughs> <Yeah>. like, fuck <laughs> no, off, dude. dude. I got enough goddamn toothpaste. <laughs> Call me again or I'll fuck you up. <laughs> and the worst part about it is there's a lot of preying on people that aren't willing to make those calls or like step away from it. And then there's like this pretty nasty kind of bullying aspect almost that comes yeah. from huh. it. What's that Herbalife? Yeah, that's G- another uh, one, too. I think John Oliver did one on that. It did actually... And that was really interesting, because I know people that did it, too, and I'm like, that is exactly yeah. what that sounds like. Just we had like,
1: some friends, and we you know lost touch with them, because every time they, they came around, they were always trying to Herbalife us. Yeah. And we're like, yo, I don't want to Herbalife. Dude. I don't know what this is, but it's not like... It sounds like a, a cult. Yeah. Or it sounds like a pyramid scheme, and I'm not, I'm not down.
0: It's almost like when... when i was unemployed and people are like hey you want to sell insurance and then with within 10 minutes of like talking to them they're just like basically what you do is you spend a lot of your time getting qualified and then you just turn around and harass all your friends to buy all these different things and you're just going to be that guy that's like constantly bothering everyone and at what point i mean you just you can't be yourself anymore. I can't be myself. That sounds doing mis-
1: something like miserable. It's yeah. horrible.
0: You just constantly like, oh, John, hey, nice to see you with a coffee. Hey, have uh, I given you my card? We need yeah. to really talk about your retirement. Okay, ha ha, oh, bye. Yeah, we Facebook friends.
1: I'll maybe look you up and then you get a friend request from the guy, and you're like, oh, oh god, you just know
0: right away. You're like, <laughs> it's, hey, do you have a LinkedIn page? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Like we,
1: get nice guys, we get guys like that at the bar that are just like, they want to be your buddy or something and then they're like, but they're like, what's your name, Dave? Dave, hey Dave, good to see you. Blah, blah, And they talk you up and they're like, we're Facebook friends, right? Blah, blah. And then your next thing you know, you're like, what's your last name? And they're looking at you and you're like, we just can we just be yeah part? can we just be friends at the bar? Or not? Can we be friends? Can we just not not even? Not can even we just fr- be people just, that say hi to each other, I but I you... don't have to
0: overly say hi to you? And especially yeah. if we're not at work, then I really don't want to talk to you at all. Because the only reason I do talk to you is because you come into this bar. It's kind of my job. I have to put up with you, yeah. But no other time, please. That'd be great. That'd be amazing. But, you know, it's like I like. All the people that we work with. But the other day I was thinking, oh, I need to get a hold of somebody, Biff, I think. And I was like, I don't even have his fucking number. It's like I have like two people's numbers. Yeah. Anyway, you know, it's <laughs> just kind of how that goes. And that yeah. Oh, hold on.
1: Let's play hey. Play. Start a new file. Okay, yeah. So
0: then uh, in podcast 1123, uh, Doug Sanhope came on. Now, Doug is one of Joe's oldest friends. If you are uh, a Jerry listener, you'll know Doug. He must have been on, God, 20 times. Hilarious comedian. Lives in Arizona in a (laughs) tiny little town. Um, The kind of person Doug is, is uh, he used to, he used to on Twitter put his address and just say, come over whenever you want. And like... That was funny at first, I think, and then people started to like pilgrimage to Doug's house. Really? Yeah, and like take over a bunch of drugs and be like, let's do this. Like, he's just an animal. And after a while, that gets old. He's like, I can't do this anymore. He used to have these epic Super Bowl parties where like the whole town would come over, Uh which is badass, right? But he's also like, holy shit, now I have to clean all this up. Right. Um, and he just I saw him one time in, in Albuquerque, and he's great because he, he goes to thrift stores mm-hmm. and buys a suit okay. from the town he's performing in, and that's what he wears when he's performing. He just wears gross old suits from like the oh. '70s and <laughs> '80s. And that's cool. Yeah, it is. It's hilarious. Another thing he does, which I love, is his stay at the motels yeah. often. Crummy ones uh-huh. that still have Bibles, and he steals the Bibles, signs <laughs> them, and sells them at his uh sells them at his shows. And I bought one once. I uh, bought one from that. Oh, yeah, I thought that was great.
1: Yeah, they're, like they're, there are still places that have Bibles in the so weird. Yeah, so weird. There's also some really bad motels, all, you know, out there still. It's just like and he's to pay seventy five dollars for the crappy motel. It's absurd.
0: How many motel Bibles do you think have been jizzed on? <laughs>
1: Don't want to know. Well, I, 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 was I just throwing the question. Out. If anyone out there knows, please write in. And, <laughs> Tell uh, us about uh, reveal your reveal your sources
0: as well. We like to fact check everything. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, so he's he's a nutcase and uh, great mm. comedy. Um, very very funny. Um, he actually had a bit on suicide mm. that Robin Williams once said was the most intelligent bit on suicide you'd ever heard oh wow and now because of the circumstances the irony is deep yeah with that one Jesus. but uh yeah there's no there's no area that doug won't go into he's i mean been talk been about in some shock comedy he, i think so back yeah. in the day yeah i think so back in the day because he he's, in his, that, he's in his what 50s or? Yeah, yeah 50s yeah. he used to do the man show with joe rogan after oh, kim okay. yeah he was one of the guys that did that they did it for a little bit i think yeah yeah well, one great thing he does now is he has this, uh, have you ever heard of Popov or Popov? Vodka? Vodka? yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I know so, exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So he, it's and it's gross, stuff. right? Yeah, it's gross. It's disgusting. So what he does is he has that before his show and he, he got his like publicist or whoever does shit for him, he got them to contact Popov and ask, hey, Doug wants you to be a sponsor. And they said we wouldn't touch him with a ten-foot pole. Like they googled him and decided our brand is not. We don't want it connected. So Doug was so he thought that was so funny yeah. that now he promotes them without their permission, <laughs> and he will he will film a, an hour special and say Papa Volker presents, and it's like it's like it's presented thing. his wow. his. And he's like, I've heard nothing. They haven't tried to stop me. They haven't tried to sue him yet. All but right. he just goes, and he did that when I was in Albuquerque, too. And it was fucking hilarious. I mean, he does sure like 20
1: minutes of comedy on it, it. Can't hurt their sales, and not that their sales have problems. I mean, they, they sell that's the cheap stuff. The, yeah, stuff, the yeah. Bums buy. <laughs>
0: that's, that's I think that's stuff. so funny that they won't sponsor him. <laughs> And they get this we'd free like,
1: advertising. We like our clientele more towards the homeless yeah. and uh, people that are asking for change.
0: But like, Doug, we do like what you've done with your thrift store suits. Yeah. The look is almost there, but you, you're you not drunk enough <laughs> most of the time. You're too
1: successful for yeah. our... Yeah, yeah we, don't <laughs> want,
0: we don't want people with what we call direct deposit setup.
1: <laughs> oh man, we had this whole idea called The Cleanse, where we only drank vodka for, you know, a week. Oh, thank God you didn't say kill all it was the a, minorities. It's a sketch idea. Yeah, it's a sketch idea. You, like, you get away with your cell phone, you get a landline, and then you only drink vodka for a week. <laughs> but you, you take the pop-off and you put it in the nice bottle uh-huh. so that you think you're drinking So you feel good. Yeah, the, the skull vodka versus the pop-off. Yeah, yeah. you are quickly reminded you're not, though, <laughs> when you taste it. Yeah, I think the end of the sketch, we died. Oh, yeah. That's Which be- is a great, great morbid ending. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like it. That's yeah.
0: how all good skits should end. They should end mm-hmm. with death. No, yeah, we don't want to leave it open for a sequel. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please, no. Um, oh, so mm-hmm. so when Doug gets on, right, and he's sat talking to Joe, one of the first things they talk about is a guest that we that Joe had on recently, Ted Nugent. Right? Oh, right,
1: yeah, I think I saw some clips of that.
0: Yeah, so Ted was on there because, you know, he's like a, Pro gun, Second Amendment guy, mm-hmm. and a uh, big, big hunter,
1: big hunter. You yeah.
0: know, so so like in some ways, Joe's path crosses a little bit with at least their voice, right? Mm-hmm. So Joe, he's he's a nice enough guy not to make any judgments, which is a good thing because when people are like, oh, I hate that guy, I hate, well, you don't know him right. really. Like but when you look at people, you don't, and not to say you need to know everyone, right? You are also allowed your opinions, but it is nice to sit down with someone and talk to them and try and get an understanding. And he when he sat down with Ted. You know Ted's obviously out there, he yeah. obviously has real strong opinions, you know that don't always line up with a lot of people's right controversial, opinions, yeah, but right? but he's not an idiot for sure, no, he's not a dummy, right. and he's not as reckless with his thoughts as maybe I had assumed or other people kind of assumed we're such a knee jerk you know?
1: society now that we we react so immediately to things that you know it's like oh, he must be a pig well, so here's what's interesting,
0: him. he probably has better thought out ideas towards why he believes what he does towards hunting and gun control than i would against it if that makes sense you know what i mean like he's put more effort into understanding that whole situation now he may think in a different way but it's not like he just blindly chose this way because his parents thought it and he's also surrounded by a bunch of hillbillies and that's what he believes right so 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 I think I think Joe has a bit of a, a different understanding of it. But immediately, Doug was like, oh, that guy's an idiot. And of course, he just jumps on the bandwagon with like, he had two shitty songs in the 80s or 70s or whatever it was. Yeah. And then, you know, and now he's just like this lunatic. And yeah, he's still crazy. But it's so interesting to hear when somebody doesn't really know anyone, assumes that. And I mean, Doug's pretty liberal, dude. Yeah. So I, you can't imagine you're going to give the guy... Ted Nugent, like,
1: uh, benefit of the doubt, right? Because what do we ever hear about it? Like, I don't know. The last thing I heard, yeah, was some some NRA bullshit, I, and I was like, whatever. And, and you know, I grew up a, as a hunter, so I've got you know every sympathy for the NRA and and things like that, except for the fact that they want to uh, affect policy sure. when it comes to you know,
0: yeah, no doubt they have a fuck of ton of power, and that's yeah. why I think they use sound bites from guys like Ted. Yeah. And why not? He's not getting pressed any other ways. Yeah. It's not like he's coming out with brand new songs that people love. Like, yeah, he's going to jump on it. You can't blame him. Sure. And, and but see,
1: people that are NRA members, my brother included, my father was, um, they, they believe, they think that, you know, people are trying to come for their guns. Not necessarily my father. My brother might, might think that at this point, but um, nobody's coming for the guns. The guns are, are ours. We're okay. We're allowed to own guns. Uh-huh. My problem is they don't want black people to own guns. You know, they're 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 like, oh yeah, great for white people and hunters. Black people aren't most, you know, most African Americans are not hunters. Right. I mean, they might own guns, but that's that's the hypocrisy within the NRA. Is it that, that they have like, I think they're racists.
0: The NRA I, are racist. I, I think they might be Well, you heard it first, ra- first. I first. think they might be slightly racist. You heard yeah. it first. If You <laughs> weren't sure. Dave has revealed <laughs> here. This is a podcast first.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's, there's, it's debatable, obviously, but right. I think that there is something to be said there. It might know? be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, think about it, like Malcolm X and all those guys that were like back in the day. Let's get, let's arm ourselves and defend ourselves from oppression, which is what the Second Amendment is there for. Right, right. But people don't like that when you know minorities start arming themselves. Yeah, they see more trouble.
0: Well, I think when anyone. Sees that someone's getting armed to potentially protect themselves from what you are. Yeah, it makes you think they're a threat, yeah. and then you don't
1: want them to have their weapons. Yeah, it's a great hypocrisy. I think. It's, yeah, we're full of hypocrites in this country.
0: Well, I mean, but then you know, it goes to let's let's take cops for example, mm-hmm. right? So the kinds of people that become cops. There's always these questions with these shootings and and you know, just kind of how cops act and like, are they the bullies? You know, are they the bullies from high school that are like getting these jobs and now that they can go around and do that? Is this like um, overly violent approach to many situations because it's the kind of people that they are and they like that energy and they like to just be bravado in that sense? Or is it because of these videos we watch where It's just a ticket, and he's just going up to the window, and the guy from inside the car starts shooting. I mean, if I've seen those videos, you sure as shit, every patrolman ever has seen them, probably heard these stories, and and they're probably just a little bit scared. They don't want to admit
1: it, but it's a fucking terrifying sounding job. Occupational hazard by, you know, when a situation gets escalated, that you react in, you know, whatever way you want to save yourself now shooting someone in the back is not acceptable no not cool um, right I mean there's definitely strangling some f- strangling someone uh, before, this is the four year anniversary of the big guy that got taken down in New York for selling cigarettes yeah he got taken down by three men three officers not, nobody's in jail except for the guy that was recording it on, the, on the, his iPhone on his cell phone why is he in jail I, I have no idea but I read that somewhere bunch
0: of child porn on the iPhone <laughs> just bad timing. <laughs> God oh, damn it, Steve! It's not even related to yeah, it. To it's it. Just, yeah, it's just, it's
1: just. all the free anal porn he could have done that. But that, you know, they Psycho. took down that guy, and he's this huge man, and yeah, he was breaking the law, but he was just selling illegal cigarettes. And, I don't
0: think he even was that day. I think they were just hassling him that day. He didn't even have any that day, yeah. which is even more fucked. So yeah, there's there's all these.
1: It's, and you want to think they're isolated incidents, but then when you see so many of them, it starts to make you question what's true. the nature of this country here's
0: the problem with that though right it's a statistics game how many incidents weren't like well, that and didn't get filmed you know and you know it's so hard to really gauge kind of where we are at the end of the day i'll tell you what if someone's breaking into my house i'm not calling the cribs to come protect me you know what i mean yeah. like you're calling the cops yeah you're not even calling your best friend what is he no, gonna do call the cops. like exactly so that they have this like very important necessary role right. that we cannot live without at yeah. all and then we also have to deal with this and, type of
1: thing and violent crime overall is down uh, comparatively That's what they say you know that the statistics show that actually violent crime overall is down yeah yeah In the, the world is our days safer yeah, yeah. and that's that's, well, there's too many people that's probably yeah too, too many fucking people <laughs> jesus
0: <laughs> jesus a big thing also that uh and, and changes subjects a little bit is uh, Joe and Doug both know Roseanne, right? Roseanne Barr. Yeah. And you know what happened with her recently, right? Yeah, she, she got kicked off by show for saying some fucked up racist shit. Yeah. Though she always says, like, crazy shit anyway. Not to give her an she's excuse, She sang the but national
1: anthem and grabbed her crotch. I mean, she's... She's old.
0: Yeah. And she's mad. And <laughs> yeah. she always has been, like, a massive provocateur for, like, comedy and, yeah. like, being out there. And now you're working this, like, 60-year-old woman like to death on this new TV show. Um she said something messed up that she said that she did on Ambien. Yeah. She, and then she's been talking about getting on the podcast. But what do you think about the reaction to that? It seemed to me it was like listen, we can't tolerate Bad things, racist things, whatever. Like, there has to be a level. But, I mean, just to immediately act someone and their show and everything. Just... It wasn't
1: immediate. It had been happening. They were, they were concerned because she was unhinged, I think, for quite some time. The showrunner actually quit, like, a week before. Ooh. The person that was in charge of the entire show, from what I read... Had to already quit, and then the show was becoming, you know, a, a bit of frazzled.
0: And a lot of this was coming f- because, because of, of her,
1: her behavior. Oh. Um, that it was not professional and, and whatever. That's what, at least, I mean, when a showrunner quits, it's a big deal. They, they are the person that is in charge of pioneering and spearheading the the, uh, the the show. So, it's a big role, and when that happened, and then Wanda Sykes backed out, uh, I think even before the comment... She was one of the producers on it. Right. So the people were all bailing on her, and then they pulled the plug because they didn't have the proper backing. I mean, and it's kind of
0: honestly, it was kind of what
1: Doug was talking about. Yeah. Doug was saying, I
0: guess he's been talking back and forth with it. Joe has too, but these are like different lines of communication. Mm-hmm. And Doug, he just kind of spouts honesty more. Not that Joe doesn't, but Joe knows it's a very sensitive subject, so he wasn't trying to make jokes out of it. He was just trying to like yeah. explain the information. <laughs> Doug was happy to say she is batshit crazy. No wonder they were moving her away from the creative
1: process. Yeah. And, you know, it's. I was surprised that they even brought the show back. And I was surprised that it was like a Trump supported thing. Like, what the fuck? They should have started so weird. with.
0: Yeah, they should have started with, like, understanding kind of her position. Yeah. Take a bit of care for that and realize, yeah, she is a bit of a loon. Like, she's been a. a Massive comedian of some level for a very long time. She started on and Rodney Dangerfield. Old now. she yeah. started
1: out with Dangerfield. She played his wife on one of the Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, it's Dude, not, she's been it's a not, powerhouse. Yeah, and no, no doubt. And then she got up and did the set, and was like, "I want to be called domestic goddess," and it was a big thing. Like it was her first, you know, break, yeah. breakthrough thing. And, it and was she straight. has crushed it for a yeah. long time. And remember, she did it by fighting against
0: people telling her that she couldn't, right? Because she's a woman, or because she's this, mm-hmm. or because she's that, and she just believed in herself and mm-hmm. kept working and it, i mean hats off to her that's incredibly difficult yeah and if it, it's if a strange turn you're saying some yeah i mean just she shouldn't be destroyed for this i mean it's destroying her from what they're saying like she wants to come out and speak she wants to talk on rogan's podcast that's going to be big for her this That'd is be great be i hope he has her on yeah, yeah he's been trying to set it up it, yeah she's hard to get a hold of and she's like very excited about this whole process so she needs to kind of like pull herself together you know a little bit to get her thoughts together and then come on and speak speak her part of it but i think it's so necessary i think that this is the most perfect platform for her to do it and give her a chance i've got a feeling yeah. if she does it Louie will be on rogan's podcast fairly
1: soon i feel after like we that. gotta start talking you know? gotta talk we've got, we've got to at least listen not everyone's a monster Weinstein, no, what's his name? Weinstein yeah. is, fuck that guy. And, you know, we have to have a conversation um, and listen to one another because it is so divisive now, you know. And sort of parallel to this, there was a, you know, that guy Tucker Carlson on Fox and then Cornel West. Cornel was like a professor, of you know, right philosopher. The two of them were talking and having a real conversation. They, dif- they had very different opinions, but they were listening to each other. And talking to one another and it was very important to do that kind of thing that's the political atmosphere but this is still very you know yeah it's sort of a political atmosphere too just, the problem is people are so
0: concerned about getting a bit of a win yeah they're like these are my bullet points and i need to get a bit of a win because if i don't i won't be worth listening to and that's not
1: true wow well, look who we've got in the white house i mean that's why because that's all he's about is trying to win he's bad he's a bad role model quite frankly in, in so many ways if you're, do, if,
0: do you see any of the shit with him meeting the queen yeah. he's like walking in front of her oh. walking to the side like he just hasn't like no blessing no okay. idea of okay. how to like he didn't go to a rehearsal he didn't want to learn any of you know and you can say well alright it's just the queen and fuck it this is America and we don't need to learn all the curtsying alright there's definitely something to that right it definitely is I don't disagree yeah But at the same time, you represent this country, and when you go to other countries, it might not hurt. We won that war a long time ago. Of those customs, (laughs) you know what I mean, or just just something so it's not so
1: awkward. Just show like you're putting in some effort. Put in some fucking effort. Not that guy. No. No, but then then it comes across as like tough. You know, people are like, "Oh, he's so tough because he didn't care about bowing to the queen." Maybe
0: I don't know. He did. I like to, you know, I'm happy at times to be like, yeah, he looks tough, you know, when he's like pushing around other politicians or not shaking their hand. I mean, that's all fine. But when it's like a 90 year old woman trying to stand in her way, oh, then he go, then you go to you Russia know?
1: right afterwards and kiss Putin's ass. Oh, fuck! great. Nice.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, guys, Yeah. Let's... anyway, guys, we're going to call it a that. To... Dave, thanks for coming in as hey. always. Hey, <laughs> welcome. <on. laughs>
1: Hope oh, my comments don't get me in trouble. They will. They, they will. will. Okay. And like
0: I said, we're sponsored by the Catholic Church, so okay. This is so
1: fucked. definitely gonna confess after this. But yeah.
0: But again, guys, thanks for listening. We're gonna work on uh, all this sound quality shit and yeah. get it really fucking cooking for you guys. So thank you. Thirty three different countries have been downloading this podcast, and and yeah, I can't thank you enough. Stay tuned. We're gonna have more next week. Cheers.